for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord strengthen and encourage you through His Word today. How many of you have ever struggled with a physical ailment or a disease or illness for quite some time? The older we get, the sad truth is our bodies start breaking down and we struggle with different things, the wear and tear of getting old. This is sadly something I am discovering as I get older as well. But Sometimes there are ways that we can get better through medicine, through getting rest, rehab, many different ways. But sometimes there is no physical cure or remedy for our ailments and illnesses. And the only hope in those instances is to experience the power and compassion of Jesus at work in our lives. In today's passage, we'll see the healing power of Jesus at work in two different situations, and we will also see how Jesus came to offer a new way of believing, thinking, and living, a new approach to God, and how He came to turn this upside world right side up so that we could all enter into new life in Him. So let's take a look at today's passage now. Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 through 26. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, go away, the girl is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. Welcome back to Living Life. At the beginning of today's passage, we see the disciples of John the Baptist ask Jesus a question about fasting. Specifically, they ask him and why he and his disciples do not fast like they do and the Pharisees do. 
So according to Jewish tradition of that time, it was expected and required for you to fast twice a week. But this tradition became more and more about people looking and appearing holy than true godliness. Fasting became a source of pride where people could boast about how holy they were and how godly they were in front of people, when in fact, they were not at all. Things like fasting, praying, giving tithes are all good, but they can become hypocritical and self-serving if you don't have a genuine heart to humbly worship and glorify God. So Jesus gives them a mini parable about the bridegroom at a wedding feast. How many of you have been to a wedding? Yes, I hope many of you have been able to experience a wedding, and I'm sure many of you are married, so you have experienced a wedding firsthand. Did you know that weddings back in those days lasted seven days, a full week? Yeah, I wish my wedding was a full week. But weddings were a great time of joy, celebration, eating good and delicious food. And that was all about just everyone being so happy and joyful. So it would be very strange for you to fast at a wedding feast, wouldn't it? So Jesus, in this case, is the bridegroom, and his disciples are the wedding guests. Jesus coming to earth was a cause for great celebration and joy. So Jesus is telling them, there is a time and a place for fasting, but it is not now. His disciples will fast when Jesus is taken away from them, but while he is with them, they will not fast. This taken away refers to when Jesus will be crucified on the cross. He will be taken away from his followers and disciples. And then it will be a time for mourning and a time for fasting. So remember, Jesus also fasted for 40 days before he began his ministry. So he's not against fasting at all. He's just letting everyone know that fasting is more about the heart that humbly wants to grow and deepen in faith, not a legalistic practice that's just, that you just do for the sake of tradition. Now we see in verses 16 through 17 that Jesus is doing something new. He has not come to continue the old Jewish traditions and way of life, for these alone are not enough to enter into the kingdom of God. To become a true disciple of Jesus, it's not about doing legalistic practices and disciplines. It's about dying to yourself, carrying your cross, and following Jesus daily. So to illustrate this, Jesus gives two examples. The first is about not putting an unshrunk cloth on an old garment. What does this mean? Cloth back in those days was made of wool or linen. This, these materials would shrink once you wash them. So if you wash the garment, the new patch would shrink even more, and that would pull away and make a bigger and worse tear than before. In the second example, Jesus uses new wineskins. So he, Jesus was saying that you don't put new wine into old wineskins. Why is this? Back then, wine was stored in animal skins, leather pouches. So old wineskins would eventually dry out and become brittle and fragile. So if you put new wineskin into old wineskins, it would crack and burst, spilling all the wine and ruining it. So what do these illustrations mean? It's all about being born again, becoming a new creation in Christ. There is only new life given through Jesus Christ. When a person repents of their sins and trusts in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. 
The old wineskins represent the traditions and the legalistic requirements of the law, and Jesus is doing away with the old and bringing in the new. Now, Jesus is not abolishing the law, but he is coming to fulfill it. The rule of law is being replaced by grace. So the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ is like a new garment and new wine. We also see two instances of Jesus' healing through two different people. One is a religious leader whose daughter has just died. However, he believes Jesus has the power and authority to raise his daughter from the dead. So he just tells him to just come and visit him. And on the way, he, there is, he comes into contact with a woman who has been bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine suffering from a bleeding, constant bleeding for 12 years? So someone like this was seen as unclean by society and shunned an outcast. But this is another example of Jesus' compassion and mercy to those that society has rejected. Her faith is so strong that she believes just by touching Jesus' cloak, she will be healed. And when Jesus sees her and he responds to her by saying, Take heart, daughter, your faith has healed you. He encourages and heals her. Isn't that beautiful? And this is the kind of faith that is similar to the centurion who believed that Jesus could heal his servant with just a word. So when Jesus goes to this religious man's house, there's this big commotion because the girl has just died. But Jesus comes and tells them that the girl is sleeping. The crowd makes their disbelief shown by laughing at Jesus. But then Jesus takes the girl by her hand and wakes her up from the sleep of death. The, death being, the dead being raised is another example and further evidence that Jesus is the promised Messiah. So through today's passage, we see how Jesus came to usher in the kingdom of God and to help us see through a new paradigm of faith. Through Jesus, we see a new way we can approach God. We also see how we can experience the power and compassion of Jesus in our lives through the eyes of faith. Christ wants us to experience fullness and abundance of life in Him. My hope and prayer for all of us here today is that we look past anything that prevents us or hinders us from truly coming before God with a humble heart to know and to experience Him deeper. It's not about doing things for God, but being with God in His presence and drawing near to Him. May all of you experience the power and compassion of Christ in your lives as He restores you and gives you new life in Him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came to usher in the new way of approaching the Father, Lord. And it is through you and you alone that we can come directly to the Father. So we thank you for that. We thank you for opening our eyes to this new paradigm of faith, Lord, that is not about doing traditions and spiritual disciplines just for the sake, for those alone are not enough to save us, Lord, but it is through you and you alone. By our, putting our trust and faith in you as our Lord and Savior, Lord, can we truly enter into the kingdom of heaven. We thank you that we can experience your power and your compassion in our lives, Lord. Thank you for healing us and restoring us of our gravest conditions, Lord. We continue to ask for you to work powerfully in our lives and for your hand of protection to be upon all of us in the midst of this pandemic. 
May we continue to see through your eyes, the eyes of faith, Father God, let us experience your power at work in our lives and all around the world. We love you and we thank you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Reaching a world and stepping in closer, see